Stand by for a stop. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Down to the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back for another week. It's Behind the Gates. Uh, great to have your company. We intro our panel. Is Flindell there? Yes, he is. He's at Ramwick. Uh, or actually be at home. I always say that, but uh, we know he lives around the corner. So, uh, Darren, as I say good morning to you, mate. How's your Saturday so far? Uh, the Saturday's been all right. Um, let's hope we can find some uh, some winners today at OK prices to improve the evening. Absolutely, mate. A little bit of... Uh, I don't want to say friction, uh, but maybe it's the right word. In the group chat this week, you and Davidson just butting heads about a particular runner later. So I, I, look, I look forward to this a little bit later when we talk about that race. I'm trying to remember what was said now. It was rather late. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice the time that came through, mate. Outstanding. Um, how does the card look, though? And that'll be race seven, where you guys have a different opinion, which is what we love and what this show is about. And our listeners will have their opinion on the text line as well. But how does the card look to you? Uh, there's, I think, like Terra Marta looks a standout there in the fourth, but it's a very short to back. It's, uh, it's not the easiest meeting, I have to say. But I, I, was, I was being all conservative last Saturday and I was having a fill-up betting peanuts. I remember. <laughs> so isn't that the way? You, you chip down a little bit just to sort of, you know, try and regroup and regather and all of a sudden they <clears> just <throat> start winning you. And then you bet up on one, goes like a bastard. Mm, mm. That's right. Now, I was incorrect earlier when I said we had a debutante listeners to the show because she's been on before, but it's the first time I've had the pleasure of introducing Nicole Thomas to Behind the Gates. Nicole, welcome. Strap yourself in. Oh, thank you very much. I think I've done this once before, this show. It's always a fun show. And look, nothing worse than having a fill-up betting peanuts. That is like the worst. I hate that so much. I know. Better than backing losers, I suppose. But (laughs) I'm I'm surprised you've come back. Um, You know, dealing with this rabble once is usually enough. (laughs) <laughs> Indeed. No, it's a lot of fun. I really like this. Um, this is where you get to have your opinion, and, and of course, I like that. Absolutely, Nicole. Um, appreciate your help already this morning with our previews. We've spoken about Ramwick um, already with Brad Gray and Brody Nixon early, but um, look, it's a, an off-season card, but the, the activity is still pretty strong, and uh, I see they've shortened Shaken right up in the last two, so still strong betting on this card. Yeah, there really is. And look, Shaken was interesting because it did get into a dollar eighty-five. It's just back out to two dollars ten, and Spring Lee's come back into three ten. So an interesting move there. That's sort of gone up and down, but Shaken not as well backed as it was earlier. Uh, we've got a good money for Terramata race four number one, a dollar ninety into that dollar seventy-five. It's rather short though, and there's really good support for race five number five running by. It's still two ten in from that three dollars. So there's some really well backed runners on the card today. Absolutely, there is. Darren, did you happen to catch the preview this morning? Uh, no, no, I'm afraid not. had a text about um, my Irish accent last night at Canterbury. I threw it into a, a race call. Um, we, we, can I get your thoughts on it, Darren, if you don't mind? I want you to be judge and jury and executioner uh, if this is no good, if it should be in the bin or if you're a fan. Barry took the race by the scruff of the neck and he drives through to lead on the first start of Magic Leprechaun. Hire it leads here by half a length. <laughs> what do you think? Park that one or does it get the tick off from the great man? Oh, that's not too bad. It sounds like you've been spending too much time with the coach and horses. <laughs> yes. Good joint. Uh, wouldn't catch me there after hours though. It gets a bit rough, Darren. Is there any... Mm. Any exotic names today? We can get a D. Flindell accent uh, out of you or something. What about oh, Methuselah? Right. Where's that from? 
Methuselah, that's a type of expensive rum, I believe. All oh, right. <laughs> oh, maybe you have a few rums and spit that one out or something, Darren. That'd be a bit of fun. Mm, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Brad Davidson will join us shortly, guys, as well. Uh, Nicole, you're getting a bit of love on the text line. Oh, um, how nice. This Isn't that one, lovely? This one caught my eye uh, from Sean in Penrith. Hey, guys, keep hurls in the stable. Nicole has way more class. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I like you, Sean. How good is that? Uh, our man hurls, he's copped a bit this morning. Uh, but we start with race number six, and this is an interesting 1,600-metre race, Nicole. Um, that horse I just mentioned, Methuselah, he's a 440 chance, and Bill heads the betting at $2.60. Have they been the main ones the punters are backing here? Yeah, they have. We're specially built. Uh, it's in from 310 to 260 today, and it's in from about 415, even with deductions. So, build is definitely the best back runner. Methuselah, it's not far away in the market at $4.40, but nowhere near the support for it. Uh, we've got Vomo Islands coming a little bit number nine into the $6 price. And the only other one worth a mention, betting wise, is Magnetair number eight into the $12 price from about 17 Darren, you got any read here? Oh, built is. Uh is consistent, is always around the money, but it did, did have to go to a midweeker at Canterbury to to nick one, and it only just got there uh, at that Friday night meeting, beating cleared choice. And I look at it as favourite, and then Methuselah, perhaps it was too far between runs last time. It was basically eight weeks off when it was found a bit wanting after the wide run when just missing a place behind Ballistic Kids. Uh, I just sort of kept going searching and thought, what else is there? And uh, the day Utopian wine won at Gosford over a mile, it was given a, a peach of a ride. It was able to just slice through them or on the home turn and got a cheap run through and won rather cosily. I thought Caring Lass's running defeat was really good coming off a massive win at Canberra, uh, also over a mile there on a heavy track. I just think there might be a bit of upside with this mare. She she hasn't been overly taxed. She's been to the races 14 times for three wins. And I was just trying to pick fault with the favourites here. And I've come up with Caring Lass at the end of it, then built. Um, you're not the boss and the quick backup's very interesting. Going from the 1,400 metres last Saturday to the mile today, this was really starting to warm up at the end when fourth behind Miss Cecconi. And it wasn't in a four-way go. It was only beaten about a head. I think it's... Worth uh, some serious thought here. You're the you're not the boss. So with that very light weight, and then Matuslam are made fourth pick. So eleven, two, twelve, and five. Just trying a chance there with one each way and caring less. We welcome Brad Davidson back to behind the gates. Before I say good morning to him, Nicole. Last week, um, I was concerned for our man, um, but he's he's a noble husband. His his lovely wife is immunocompromised, and Davo went down with the dreaded spicy cough. He had the corona. Yes. He was locked down for six days in a, in his downstairs to, uh, apartment. He was not allowed out. He was showering with the garden hose, Nicole. I'm not, I'm not geeing up. So this is the type of man he is, Davidson. Uh, he's a man of sacrifice. Um, can you believe that, though? Uh, the, the garden hose did me. Um, I, got, I got the isolating part for the garden hose, Nicole. Can you believe that? No, I can't. I can't believe you got out the garden hose. I think I'd go for none rather than the garden hose. Oh, Davo, welcome back to Behind the Gates, mate. Have you got the hazmat suit on this week? What's doing? What's the latest? Have you been allowed out? Have you escaped the dungeon? Morning, guys. Morning, Luke, Darren and Nicole. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm out. And it's always hard, isn't it, to know when to come out. Like, I tested negative for three days, but you feel a little bit 
where are you thinking, oh, I've isolated for six days. The last thing you want to do is come out early and then and then give my uh, wife COVID. So thankfully, I came out at the right time and and uh, she's COVID-free, so that worked out well. But yes, the old cold showers with the garden hose in the in the backyard weren't much fun. I give you the tip. And <laughs> to make to make matters worse, uh, we don't really have a, a back fence, so the neighbours can see into Stop. our backyard. So I'm basically tucked <laughs> into a little corner. The only the only blind spot in our backyard, and just tucked into a corner there, doing my best. So uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't great, but luckily the neighbours didn't get a fright. It was good. Oh, this sounds bound to uh, pop up on the internet somewhere in some <laughs> hidden camera footage, doesn't it? <laughs> You've got to be careful these days, Darren. Oh, I know. Someone will be able to make a quick buck. That'll be, be worth a bit, that. Oh, imagine the blackmail. Uh, Dave, I, I mean, I don't mean to pry any further into this, but you weren't raw while you were under the garden hose. <laughs> you surely yeah. kept no way. Why didn't you keep the underpants on at least? Why no, run the risk? Because you've got, a, you've got to have a proper shower. <laughs> oh, oh, this is can, too much. I can tell you, though, Darren, the camera would want to be close. I'll give you the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, to catch your eyes, to get the, the colour of your eyes, no doubt, Dave. That's what you're referring to, yes? Exactly, the colour of the eyes, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, the poor images in Nicole's head right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, this... You've changed my opinion now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, first show of the year and we're already cast on Behind the Gates. Beautiful. Uh, to talk some racing, though, Davo, um, although some of our listeners' hearts may be racing now, um, how do you think this track's going to race today? Look, I think it'll race pretty fairly. Um, it's been doing a pretty good job, I think. You know, I know it's had a fair bit of racing of late, but I was sort of marking it fair. Um, wasn't expecting any sort of pattern, so I'm hoping that's the, the case today. But, uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm going with anyway today. Yeah, beautiful. Mate, we just spoke about race six and Darren's given us his thoughts. Uh, you have any feel here? I've gone with Bill. I thought he was short enough, but I like he's, uh, develop, uh, he's developed that bit of consistency now. He's basically crossed the line with clear choice the last couple and just thought with J-Mac going back on from the good gate. I think they picked the right race stream over this little bit extra distance than the, the race prior. And I just thought he sort of... It's a funny day, isn't it? It's a day where a lot of the favourites, they kind of look like, yeah, they pick themselves, but it's hard to get really confident on them all the same. So they've all got a little query here or there, and he's probably, you know, he's clear he is. He's not a star, but he's going to get the right run. J-Mac's going to give him every chance. It's just a case of if he meets one or two better, but um, happy to go his way. Hatchy from the Heights on the text line. Another snake in Davo's yard. Very good, Hatchy. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> As we move to race seven, and I go here deliberately because, oh, there's been some uh, some friction in the group chat this week. Davo nominated Cool Jakey as his multi-play if we were having a multi. Unfortunately, it's still in recess, but, oh, Flindell was quickly on the front foot um, in response to, to Davo's Cool Jakey uh, offering. He said... You're joking, Brad. It's no good. Doesn't matter as the tab traders are on holidays and no one can price the market. So, so Darren, yeah, you're no good. That is very harsh for a horse who's three out of six. Dead said you. What's doing, Darren? Well, that was a late night text. <laughs> so are you standing by it or do you think you were just a tad aggressive there, Darren? 
Uh, perhaps a tad aggressive now that the now stars come out because that's uh, one less uh, leader in the race, which is uh, going to give Kill Jakey a chance now to get right up there on the speed. But now my, my concerns are this. He'd won a five-horse race there at Warwick Farm. Three of the five just did not get through the heavy track at all. They, they couldn't pick their legs up in the straight. So Kill Jakey won by a good space in Olympic Theatre. At the end, he looked gone on the turn, was able to finish best of the rest. I just think this is all happening pretty quickly for, for Cool Jakey. This is a benchmark 88. And, um, you know, he's coming out of a 72 there, and the previous win was a 64 at Newcastle. And I think the heavy track was a big factor in the impressiveness of the win there last time out. We saw when he got back at Kensington uh, first up, he was no good doing the chasing. He really needs to be up on the speed. So I, I thought he was a risk with both Felix Majestic will press on again and I thought to now start originally before the scratchings. I, I'm just going with Annabelle Neesham's import here, Hell Singh. I just, I just love that trial at Warwick Farm. I was watching it in the first couple of hundred metres and I thought, have a look at this horse here. It's all switched off, relaxed, has a really good action about it. Then at the top of the straight, I thought, oh, it's not going to get out. And then eventually he had to peel it about six wide to get clear running and it just went whoosh at the end. Uh, I really like what I saw there with Helsing, and the handicappers uh, have given it a fair bit of respect as well. It's rated 83 for its first Australian start today. I'm going to go with this, Helsing. Just love the trial. Yeah, like it, Darren. Before we get Davo's reply, which I'm sure might have some length to it, considering the reply in the group chat. A nice four-paragraph response there, Davo. I love it. Uh, Nicole, are they, are they backing cool, Jakey? Yeah, they are. The money's with Cool Jakey at this stage. 3.30 into 2.70 and 2.80 into 2.70 today. Helsing, on the other hand, look, it got too big at 4.60, but it's still been a really big market drifter. It started about 3.30. It's all the way out to 4.20 now, Helsing. The only other ones worth a mention, Felix Majestic, slight support into $6. And Battleton as well, just a little bit of support into 8.50. But Cool Jakey, certainly the one the punters like. All right, Dave. O'Darren's rescinded a little bit uh, from the fire of earlier in the week. Uh, but what's your right of reply here? Look, I'm probably rescinded a little bit as well, to be honest. I'm not as... I'm not, like, bullish. Like, you know, sometimes I get on my high horse and off I go. I'm not I'm not that keen, but I just... I just want to be with him. I think he's progressive, and I think everyone's marked him a wet tracker. But he's, I've got his best rating by length on, on a dry track, and... It was that day where he ran third behind Watch the Clock and Hawaii 5.0. Now, that was in March last year on the Kenzo track, 1,400 dry track. I know it didn't look great to the eye, but it was the best midweek race in Sydney for five years. Uh, Rodina ran midfield and won an Epsom out of it, if you don't mind. Hawaii 5.0 ran second. Um, Watch the Clock hasn't raced again, but I'd be following wherever it does if it comes back from racing. Obviously, had issues. But there's been 11 winners out of that race, and I think everyone looked last start and said, oh, it was a wet track second up. Where really, it was the blinkers that went on that really sparked him into action. He ran really good time. I love these horses that go from a, like a 72 to an 88 or a 78 to an open because they get so much weight relief, and they're going around against the same 88 horses that are just sort of, they're going okay, but they're not stars, and they get that weight relief. They, the ratings are so good. And I've got, yeah, I've got his last start rating a length clear of the field and the ability to go another length, length and a half, third up here. Um, so, I, look, I wanted Daniel Starr to be in the race because I thought he had no hope at all. I got a couple of seventh introduction. He's a wet tracker for, for, you know, that's just frustrating. But anyway, look, he can just park off Felix Majestic, and I thought he'd be too strong late. I was really against Helsing when I first had a look, but I'm a bit worried because, you know, I don't know a lot about him. He could go either way, but 
you know, you can look at it Darren's way and say, oh, the trial was superb, or I've taken the other track and gone, well, the time was nothing flashy. You only got the 21st best last 200 of the trial session. He's gone faster, unraced in a maiden horse that were under a hole, basically, and pushed out to do so. Um, and he's had one run in a year and a half and finished tailed off last, and the stable haven't exactly been flying the last six months. So I can find a lot of negatives, but J-Mac's on first up. There's a bit of intent, obviously, and I don't know a lot about him, so I'm not going to absolutely pot him, but, uh, you know, I mark him $8, $10. I mark him 20s first and then brought him into 8 or 10 So I'm just respecting what a lot of other people like Darren are saying about him, and um, I'm not going not gonna to completely pot him as a result. Very amicable, gentlemen. I, I like it. Um, by the way, you mentioned J-Mac. It's his birthday today, guys. Um, not sure if he's 31 or 32 today, uh, but James McDonald already done so much uh, at a young age, Darren. You said, yeah, I was just trying to think if he is 31 or 32. Anyway, he's still got um, a lot of time on his side, and yes, what he has achieved, has achieved has been uh, quite incredible, and He's got himself in that unique position now. He can uh, he can go over to Hong Kong and ride in all the big group ones over there and have short-term contracts as well in our in our low season here in Australia. So he's, he's really set himself up well for the future. Mm. I know you. Congratulations too to Rachel King who made it official. Yeah. Um, a contract coming up in Japan. Now that's a that's a very unique achievement. It is, Darren. So we know she's over there. Um, was that just the announcement about the current? Uh, stint or is that going to be later on i think it comes into effect uh, pretty soon yeah okay yeah that's exciting uh, 32 it. apparently or just uh, a number came through on the text 32 for for j mac beautiful yep it's getting on now isn't he oh yeah <laughs> 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 a few words about j mac dave i know you got a bit of a man crush there don't lie well he's younger than uh all of us, and he's probably made more money hey, than the, me, the, four, the, the four of us put together by a country mile. He'd be worth anything, wouldn't he? Um, fair income. Well, but, do you know uh, what? No. It's funny. Um, I was just reading the paper this morning, and it went through the uh, the Sydney property market. Well, J-Mac lives in Vaucluse. It's mm. the most expensive suburb in Sydney. Have a guess the median house price um, of uh, Vaucluse. So I'll give you first crack, Nicole. Have a guess. The median this is. Uh, three million. Darren? I'd say ten. Davidson? I'm going to go, you know, the price is right. We used to watch Price is Right, and it was always <laughs> yes. the highest, and you're just sitting there going, why are people going so low? I'm going to lock in 15 million, thanks. Flindell wins 9.8 million. Ooh. Ooh. So you were close, Darren. Do you hope you see the punt uh, that well today? Outstanding. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's close. <laughs> Nicole. Clearly, I'm from Queensland. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of unders there, three mil. A lot better value for money up there. A lot better value for money Indeed. up there, Nicole. There is, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. How is Brisbane these days, Nicole? Everything under control? Yeah, it's good. It's either really, really hot or raining at the moment, but I can't complain. So most of the year we've got that beautiful weather, but everything's good here. Yeah, God's country. As we <laughs> uh, go back to race five, guys, uh, had a listener tex- uh, text about this race. Uh, it was Anything Goes. Uh, a listener wanted our opinion on it. Uh, $12 it is at the moment, I think. Nicole, any, any money for it? No, but no push away from it. It's been pretty solid. Anything goes. Uh, I'll just check. There is a small deduction in the race. But, yeah, it's been pretty solid at the 12. But running by the favourite, and that's the one punters really like. It's coming a little bit further, the favourite here running by. Into $2 now, in from 3 Cadet Chip is 5 Timpan Estate, no real moves to report other than the running by the favourite, number 5. Hmm. Dave, I'll give you first look here. 
reckon, well, I've gone to the form guide and it's the only page I'm missing, so I'm going well there. Uh, three, <laughs> <laughs> three runs back have all been okay, this preparation. Look, he, he draws lower. I like Beasley as a jockey, and he is a horse that does get better in his preparation, but I am missing that page of the form guide, so that's about as much dribble as you'll hear from me on the horse. Great result. <laughs> I see scratch from Geelong today he was going to he had a bad gait and a big weight there, so oh, Darren, they scratched. Don't get us started on the Geelong scratchings. Did you see one race? There was ten of them. Honestly. Oh no. no. Oh, there's been some blow ups on Twitter about the scratchings at um, oh, okay. at Geelong, yes. Anyway. No, I didn't stick my nose in there. <laughs> um yeah. I like the way I like Cadet Ship's first up run at Ramick. Very strong through the line, up to fifteen hundred metres now. I'm happy to go with Cadet Ship there in the fifth. No, I'm with you, mate. I thought he was a cracking run against the bias first up, uh, and he'll be fitter too. Had that long break. Uh, I think he had an issue. Uh, I just can't remember what it was exactly, but he went amiss when he finished eighth of nine there in May, and they've tipped him out and brought him back. So that that robusto form line should work for this type of race. So, yeah, I'm, I'm prepared to say that he's he's got a great chance. Anything else there, Darren, or you think it's pretty, pretty oh, straight? I put, running, I put running by down as the second, second pick. It is a fairly shallow type of race. Um, I don't want to underestimate Vegas Outlaw. He looks tough. Mm. Lightly raced seven-year-old, 14 starts, five wins. Uh, when he was under siege there in the midway last time, he, he just kept finding fending off uh, Timpanus, so I do respect there. I just don't think there's a lot of depth to this race, so Cadet Ship's my pick. Um, text from uh, Munzee from Borco. Happy New Year, lads. Watch the clockers in Hong Kong now, Davo. Had uh, a couple of nice runs in recent <coughs> weeks. Uh, so, yeah, that's that horse uh, we were talking about, the the race he won that Hawaii 5-0 and Redina are out of. Oh. And, uh, is cool. he called Watch the Clock in Hong Kong? I'm not sure. Let us know, Munzee, if you know what his name is, um, if he's had a name change, because I'd be keen to follow him up there and, and see how he goes. Um, but the, the the texter goes on to say, is Legio 10 a good thing today? Love the show. Uh, so Legio 10, guys, remind me what race he's in, Darren. I think he's uh, late. Race eight. Race eight. Thank you. Uh, so is he, is he a good thing, Darren? Oh, I think it's a, a very, very open race. This benchmark 88 over 1,200 metres. Now the time to boogie. Only gained to start at the very last second. I think Sir Ravinelli was the last to pull the pin and that allowed time to boogie to get in. So that, um, that certainly puts genuine speed in the race. Time to boogie drawn wide out. So that's a big plus for Leggio 10 uh, for sure. Yeah, that was a great win first up. Gunning down good old dollar magic. But given a nice tick over trail. Very nice trial at Rose Hill uh, recently. I thought Kinlock, if it got the the right run from the draws, a bit of a chance. Dalalak can poke up into a decent spot. He'll go for a nice sprint at the 200. Leggio 10, Stromboli could be worth another chance. Now the time to boogie goes in. Uh, but I've gone with Ang Pao at the end of the day, number 11. Now, it's pr- probably not the right race for Ang Pao, but I think in time this will prove to be a very good horse. Loved his run in the Wagga Town plate that day. We haven't seen him since. He's had a couple of good hit-outs at the trials. And I'll just go with Ang Pao each way. But I thought this race was really tough. <laughs> I love that, Darren. I, I doubt this is the race for Ang Pao, but 
I'm tipping him. <laughs> I just think uh, potentially he's the best horse in it. So uh, he, he might come out on top. No, I apologise, mate. I don't mean to be a narc. But, um, I mean, he's $18, right? So uh, I'm not... Yeah, well, now the time the boogie's gained that start, the market's just completely gone gone everywhere now. So, actually, Nicole might recap this whole market for us because things have really changed since scratchings this morning. Please. Yeah, they actually yeah. have in this market. Um, I'll just go down to... Um, look, there's plenty out here in race eight, but look, there isn't, um, there are actually no deductions in this race, which is good to see. But time to boogie, it is certainly the one that punters like. It's into 250 now from 270. So that's the move is from today. But overall, time to boogie's actually been 420 into 250. Uh, Ligio 10, it's been a drifter, 550, um, into 440, just drifting this morning back out to 460. They're the only two under double figures, interestingly. It drops away after that. Dehorned Unicorn 11 with your blessing 12 but time to boogie clearly the best supported and particularly today as well like seriously at 718 time to boogie was no hope of getting in because munitions were still in the race and sir ravenelli was in then sir ravenelli scratched at 730 <laughs> how's the luck oh, this helps big d darren two less to beat yes that's true very subtle mention for dalalart there uh, from his part owner, very subtle. Yeah, I don't know if he's good enough for, for benchmark 88, but the track conditions are perfect. He loves the dry tracks. He loves his three-week gaps between runs. Jason Collett's got an outstanding record on him. He might just squeeze another one in. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go for the JLW there, Darren. Uh, old mate from your mind, I was wondering, does Dava ha- Dazza have a JLW today? Uh, time to boogie. I thought he might be a JLW today, Darren. Mm, not necessarily. Big field. Is there, a, is there another one on the card? Uh, potentially. Potentially, yes. All right, come back uh, to us. Race, yeah, it might be... No, I'll have to get back to you on that. Get back to us. Davo, what's your take here? Um, time to boogie's in the field now uh, in this eighth race. Yeah, I'm pulling you up there saying that... Uh... Time to boogies in the race is, is good for Dalalat. Never a two dollar fifty chance coming True. in the race is, is yeah. good, but I know what you mean. No, no, wise. I'll wear that. You're right. You're you're actually right. So I deserve that. But but um, look, I think the scratchings this morning were key for him. I mean, first of all, we should never have doubted that he's going to get in the race because the average scratching in a race in Sydney is about seventy three per race. So he's <laughs> always going to get in. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the key this morning was Tri-State coming out and, and Time to Boogie coming in, right? So Tri-State's the other sort of control freak. He comes out and goes earlier in the day. I think it means Time to Boogie can go handlebars down, find the front. And I just think he's too nippy for them, guys. I think he's still a little bit underrated, this horse. I don't think we give him the credit he deserves. He, he really come of age last preparation. And the way he put him away there fresh, I don't really see 1,200 being an issue for him. Yeah, I think he's hard to beat here. He's got several ratings that are awfully hard to catch here. And, yes, maybe Legio 10 might be splashing at him the last 50 and, and flying, but I just think he might get away with this again today, Tom DeVoogie. I sort of mark him sort of equal best with Paul Jakey, but they're both, as I said in my preview, they're both not good things, but I think they're probably the best of what's a, a tricky day. Hmm. Yeah, so he's the best, Davo. Yeah, him and Cool Jakey, I've sort of marked equal best, but okay. yeah, like I'm not, I'm not brimming, I'm not brimming, but I just think he's got upside. Tri-State coming out means he should get across and lead, give a really big kick, and and then it's just you know, like where do you go for the best? Like you got Terramata that 
still in the car park and you've got running by who you guys have made a good case for cadetship and shaken who you know again draw wider just i don't know sometimes with these horses that draw wider i put too much faith in jockeys sometimes and i feel like uh they do exactly the opposite of what i want them to do and uh and it comes unstuck so i don't uh yeah i just i just struggle with wide gates with speed inside these days i guess yeah oh well don't get me started on chief conductor last night I didn't see that race. Oh, it was just, yeah, not good. Uh, it was a bad draw, but, uh, yeah, he was a victim of that, of those horses kicking up well, inside, what you're referring to. Yeah, well, Emperor's a, the thing I'm talking about. Like, you know, I said on this show a few weeks ago, Emperor's just sit for wide, midfield or better, and one turn and just build into the race and go bang. They went back to near last and they held up for half of the straight, and you just sit there and go, what was the point of that? And anyway, it's the way it goes. Yep, it happens. It's part of it, part of the game. Um, a few texts uh, flying in here. Uh, thanks to that listener getting back to us about Watch the Clock. Its new name is The Heir, as in uh, Heir to the Throne, H-E-I-R. So that's his new name. Two placings in his first two starts in Hong Kong. Looks ready to win soon. Cheers. Good luck on the punt today. Um, hope to see you prowling the Gold Coast next week. Uh, thanks for that one. I, I won't be. I won't be, thankfully, for everyone up there. Stanley's going, though. Um, I'll just cover him down here and hold the fort while he goes up there and swans around Nicole. Keep an eye on Stanley up there if you see him. <laughs> I will, of course. He'd be there. And who's who was there, you know, certainly. Now, guys. I used to, I used to be a Tim City man. I used to be a Tim City man back in the, my Gold Coast days when I was uh, drinking at my young. You know what? I'll give you a little story. Go on. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. One second, before you start, little yeah. story and you don't quite go together. So do you want to just tell us the story? Because we, we got well, we got plenty of time. There's half an hour of the show left. Well, Monday nights used to be, this is, you know, beer garden, ping pong, table tennis. We used to go there and try to win the $100 voucher and then straight to Sin City to 4am in the morning. But this was a different night. I went out with some friends and we're on the dance floor. And I, I like a bit of a groove back in the day when I used to have a few too many drinks. I'd be, I'd be on the dance floor getting a bit carried away. And, uh, and I split the jeans, massive split in the jeans from uh, overdoing it on the dance floor. And had to, had to go home with a massive split in the jeans down the back. Oh, no, Dave. He's had the, the dreaded wardrobe malfunction. That's awful. And there's another one. One, one other. One other. Uh, I was at Crank Casino one night after Oaks Day. And I was ripping it up on the dance floor. And I've, I've, I've uh, gone the old shoe, and the shoe's hit on the wrong angle, and I've, I've done the ankle, but the ankle's blown up to be like a balloon. I've had to get the old wheelchair out of the crack. <laughs> Just seen it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it You're kidding me. You're a lunatic, oh, Dave. It was, it was ridiculous. The, the ankle, I've never seen it. And it wasn't broken, but it was like an absolute football. It was unbelievable. What about this, Darren? The Chronicles of Davo. I didn't know he was such a lunatic back in the day. Oh, I know. Uh, the UDIs, un- unidentified drinking injuries. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No wonder you've. Um, uh, no wonder three years just came up, Davo, uh, since exactly. you had a drop. Exactly. Yeah, I'm silly enough without alcohol, as I've, as I've learned to know. Can we... I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Splitting pants is a reason to go home, though. I think it would have partied on. Hundred percent, Nicole. Love split, that. The split was about eighty centimeters long. See, love that from Nicole. This is the type of stuff we need on this show. Just, this never give up. Just keep going, type go. type behaviour. And Davidson, yeah, you've just gone soft there and, and soft. given up. What's wrong with you? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I probably should have kicked on there. Bang, Nicole, checkmates, Davidson. Uh, text here, fires through, Davo. 
got to be next on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Don't do that to us, Dave. <laughs> oh, dear. So you, that, you, you like a dance, hey? Is there any chance we can see the great man bust out a, a move ever again, or is that I'll, a thing I'll of the past? Dance, yeah, I'll still be there at a, at a wedding. My wife loves to dance, so I'll get up there with her. I'm, like, I'm no shame. I'm, I'll make a fool of myself every day, so there's no shame here. I've got a, a a story just sprung into my head. Um, a, a racing personality. Actually, I won't. I better not tell it. I won't tell it. I, I'm sorry. I can't. You got to tell. No, it. No, I'll tell you off air <laughs> because I don't want them to know that I. Oh, they they might know I'm talking about them. Oh, okay, I'll tell it. So it's a racing personality. Yeah, someone goes. I said, mate, what are you what are you getting up to tonight? And he said, oh, mate. Just going to go home with the missus, have a few wines and have a dance at home. I'm like, what? You're going to go home, have a few wines and dance, just the two of you? Yeah, yeah, we like doing it. Okay. <laughs> Is that sweet, Darren? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Unique, I guess. Well, I've got a different you household. your pants at home and suffer no consequences. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, is that is that something you would do, Davo? Would you do the dancing at home just to tell? No, me? I haven't gone. I haven't gone down that. No, I haven't gone down that path. But but all all, all uh, I'm all for it. whatever makes people happy. Go for it. Hundred percent. We're all different. Maybe Davo can do a little dance on the set of Sky One today. Should cool jokey salute. <laughs> <laughs> Davo, can we get can we get confirmation? Yeah, no, I don't think we have time for a Davo cam, which is good. But uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll do one and send it in so we can watch it next week or something. There you go. Okay, that sounds good. Oh, a little tease there, punters. Um, how are they going to watch it, though, Davo? We're a radio show. Yeah, that's, I know. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a text from Troy in the gong. Uh, I know Davo is potting it, but I really like our Kobe son in race two. Drops weight. Last run, faster than exploring. Has trialled well. Really respect anything Godolphin and Cummings race, but I can see our Kobe son going past exploring late, who is the likely leader. What do you say there, Davo? I'm not potting. No, I've got it on top. Okay. Uh, I think I, I don't know where that I was potting it. Maybe I, I thought they'd go to the other race, but because it's easier, but, and they had Nash in a good gate, but I can see why they've gone here as well, because he's not really proven beyond a thousand. He's first up off one sort of trial. So, look, I think he's progressive. I think Angela Davies is one of the best trainers in New South Wales. Um, she just paces her horses so well, and the strike rate's phenomenal. Has been for a number of years, so I'm respecting him. I've always had a big rap on him, and I loved his trial in fast time. I think he can sit off him and, and go crunch. I thought exploring was the big danger. Beat some good horses there down south before a little break. Jump outs have been okay or, or trials without sort of raving about. But, um, yeah, I was with our Kobe son. I've got him on top. This, uh, I found this a, a tough race because I could make a case for three of them individually. I think Tri-State, now that it's got a run, just pushes forward and leads. Um, jockey Louis Bazell, and he looks strong when he rode the winner the other day, uh, so united. And he can get them out of the gates as well. So if Tri-State was able to get to the front, it could take some catching. But exploring, in all likelihood, will be up on the outside and just keeping it honest all of the way. And I think her trial suggested she's ready to go, exploring. Just tipped out by Cabalas at Rose Hill. And then uh, our Kobe son. I was sort of hoping our Kobe son would have gone to the other race. But uh, I've got a lot of respect for him uh, running here. Uh, That trial at Wyong leading up to this suggested that all is well. 
and he's a winning chance as well. So um, I'm not sure how to make money out of this because I think Tristad, Exploring and Alcobi Sun are all winning chances. Hmm. What's the market telling us, Nicole? Well, our Kobe Sun is clearly the best supported here. Five dollars into three ten overall, and very solid at three ten this morning. Exploring was a drifter. It drifted too far, just three ninety into three sixty recently. Tintuki five, Tri-State seven fifty. It's been solid, so no move inwards. And the only other one that's moved in is Commander Proved. It did drift all the way to sixteen. It's back into eleven. But our Kobe Sun clearly the best backed. Uh, by the way, listeners, um, give me a follow on uh, Instagram at Marlow Luke because a listener has just sent me probably the best ever Dave Stanley look-alike. It is unbelievable, <laughs> Nicole. I've also <laughs> tweeted it. It's a gentleman on the guitar up at the Gold Coast. A listener has sent it through, and it is Dead Set DS. It is an absolute ripper. So uh, jump on uh, to my socials and check that one out and let us know what you think on the text line. <laughs> just seen it. It's him, isn't it, Nicole? It's him. It's, it's him, him for sure. Oh, the my, best doppelganger I've ever seen. <laughs> mind you, Stanley on the guitar, I, I don't know if he'd have a tune in him. Oh, you could that's imagine awesome. him back in the day, couldn't you? But he was 20 going around trying to, trying to uh, you know, just tweet, tweet tune someone with the guitar. <laughs> it's, it's him. It's honestly oh, the glasses. Yes. Isn't it a beauty, Darren? Yeah. An unshaven Dave Stanley. <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah. Wearing the Ralph Lauren polo shirt. Uh, yeah, give us a follow on Instagram, guys. Have a look at that one. Uh, give us your thoughts. A Dave Stanley doppelganger. Um, Brett from Richmond, very happy with Nicole giving it to Davo and calling him soft. <laughs> Soft for going home early. Hurls is gone after that, says Brett. So, Nicole, you're really winning some fans here this morning. That's so nice. Our listeners get a kick out of it whenever someone someone on here gets stuck into Davo. I think they appreciate it. <laughs> Good morning, all. What do you think of Mon Felicity in race nine? Now, Sean from Penrith. Let's head there, guys. Nicole, what price is Mon Felicity and what are they backing in the ninth? Actually, it's well-backed, Mom Felicity. It's a $4 chance now in from $5 today into that $4 price, and we bet a much bigger price, about $8 in, even with deductions. Kapakiri is the favourite in the race. It's a three ninety chance, and it's come in a little bit, but it's been easy today. And so, Mom Felicity, best supported in race nine. I'm not saying no about Mom Felicity, but I won't be backing her. Uh, this was one of my least favourite races of the day. Just really struggling to get a handle on this. I've, I've stuck with Rogue Bear. He's consistent and he will be around the money. Uh, Kapakiri, every, everything fell into place perfectly for Kapakiri when successful last time. Um, he may well go and make it four in a row. The horse he beat Dreamflight didn't really hold the form up and I think Dreamflight did a lot more work than Kapakiri that day. So I've got question marks about Kapakiri. Is a notice possibly the one on the upward spiral, shooting to make it four in a row? How all could lyrical gangster give away a big start and scoop them up from back in the field? No, I've got more rogue. questions. I've got more questions than answers about this race. Oh, you're very helpful, Flindell. Davo, help <laughs> yeah. us here. Yeah. No, I've got nothing either. No. Apart from the fact I've got <laughs> Bear on top as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you with Kapakiri. I was on him the other day, and we got the got the result there but uh, I kind of feel like that he sort of had his, had his birthday there and I'm just not sure whether going to the well with him again is the right sort of option um, I think Mon Felicity is a great chance because I know 1500 to 2000 doesn't read <laughs> well on paper but it's a 2000 metre horse hang on hang on hang on what? Did, 
Did you say Capicira, you're not sure if going to the well again is the right option? Did I hear that right? Yes. Mate, that's, he, that's right. He's won three straight, you lunatic. What, do you want him to go out and have a spell? He's a racehorse. No, I'm saying for me to back him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood you. I take that <laughs> yeah. back. I was going to no. say, what do you want them to do? He's flying. Keep <laughs> no, racing him. No, of course you keep racing him. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, just, okay. Just, you, know, you know when you back something and you think you've got a good result and you like it, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, set yeah. up, and then the next time you're like, not sure, not sure whether I want to go again. So that's, that's what I meant there. No, but, okay, um, sorry. Yeah, I think Mom Felicity is a great chance. She's 15 to 2,000, but like I said, I think she's a 2,000-metre horse. So I think she's had a really good platform for it with a couple of runs at, at that sort of 15 to 1,600 and... I think she might be the one with more upside, so I almost put her on top. I went with Rogue Bear, kind of the soft option, or the safe option at 2,000, but I think Montpellicity is a great hope. I wouldn't talk out of backing her for sure. Okay, that's the ninth race. Uh, just this text, and actually this is pretty sad, and I'm not geeing up. Matt, um, Luke, I know Davo is a keen fisherman. It wasn't him that speared Gus the Groper, was it? Have you heard about this in the news, guys? Horrendous. Yeah. Mm. No good. Some bloke in Cronulla um, went into the water and speared the local groper that comes up and wants a pat off everyone and they're protected. Oh, no. And old mates uh, mm. speared the great man. Gus was his name. He was a he was well known. He'd been there for years and years and someone speared the great man. Horrendous, David. As a, as a lover of animals, as you are, uh, I'm sure when you saw that, mate, you are a bit flat. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm only a $500 fine as well. Which How weak's that, though? $500 fine and that's it? Oh, I mean, Must be the rule, right? But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating. And you can see all the locals, how much they're hurting from it. You know, they got a big kick out of seeing Gus all the time. And, uh, yeah, very sad when I, I saw that, for sure. Well, his photo was out there in public, so I think he'll be punished enough for the humiliation over it all. Yeah, the gentleman who did it. Well, let's back mm. a winner for Gus today, punters, or have a schooner for poor old Gus. He, he's no longer with us. Uh, race number two, guys, and uh, we spoke about that with our Kobe son. So I might go to the next, uh, the midway. Um, a few people want to tip me this hell of a nature, guys. And, I mean, I, anyone tips me a Nathan Doyle horse, Darren, mm. there's no way I'm going to argue. Um, I just think he's a great trainer. Uh, he does a super job, and this is a lightly race thing. that he, He's got to take the next step, but he just might be able to, Darren. He may well, yes. It's uh, it's not a strong midway race, so the timing's absolutely perfect. Coming off a nice win at Kembla, showing lots of fight, going up to 1,100 metres now. That's not an issue. Gets a good run there from Barrier 1. He's one of the chances. I've gone with the more seasoned Prince Invincible. I thought ran really well up against Lady Shenanigans uh, last time, having covered a bit of ground there. Very consistent type, hasn't won in a long time, but the draw's there today. Uh, difficult race, but yeah, Prince Invincible I had on top over Delexo, who's decided to, to wait for this race today, and, and Hell of a Nature. Just on what I've seen so far, Hell of a Nature's a definite chance. Mm. Dave, He hasn't run time at all, but he's got that upside, doesn't he? He keeps on winning, and as you said, Luke, Nathan Doyle just finds a way to just get the confidence in these horses and then bring him to town at the right time. His he strike rate's out of the world the last few years, and He's one of those trainers that I always wonder, and one day we might see it, but if he had the numbers of a Mar or Eustace or a Waller, would he be able to get the same results? Or is it just you're able to get the, you know, the, the poke around the provincials and, and the, the, the fringe city races and get these high strike rates? Or are these trainers, these guys, you know, your, your Angela Davies, your Nathan Doyles, your, 
your Adam Duggan, your Michael Freeman, are these guys, if they got the big numbers, could they do as good a job as the, the big guns or is it a whole different kettle of fish? I'm not sure, but gee, I'd love to see it one day because they've, their strike rates are so good that you just think you'd love to see them have a crack at these uh, these big stables one day. But um, yeah, look, he's, I, I can't knock him. He keeps winning and, and as I said, the trainer just wins with, with, with a lot of horses that you look at their form and go, mm-hmm. he just gets the best out of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got so many options, hasn't he? Uh, with his uh, geographical base, only being two hours north of Sydney, certain element of horses just need to go further north. Well, then he focuses on those that stay in the Hunter Valley region. Then he's got his midway horses, and then he's got his city class horses. So he's got all these different options out of one stable. He's uh, it's a perfect location for him. I reckon he can have probably double the amount of horses he's got, guys. I think it's just a restriction on. How many you can fit? He's only got so many boxes, um, but you know he's a he's a trainer that uh, certainly is coming on leaps and bounds. So just to round it out on the race, Davo, and and what is your top selection? Look, I went with Prince Invincible. I just think back to a thousand didn't suit last time. Soft track didn't suit. Now dry track, eleven hundred metres, good gate. But she's well exposed, isn't he? That's why I'm not I'm not brimming with confidence there because he he kind of finds his race, but he's He's had plenty of chances in these races before as well. Mm. Nicole, um, anything of note from the betting? It's pretty open, isn't it? It is open. Uh, there was a few that were backed early, but the ones that have been supported today are the favourites. So Prince Invincible's come in 440 to 420. Hell of a nature, next best, $5 into 480 as well. And the ones that were backed earlier, everyone's a star, came in at $6 now. London's another one that was backed early and against the law, the best roughie in the race into $10. But, yeah, money coming today for both of the favourites. Righto, guys, um, we've got our favourite segment coming up. Nicole, are you ready for our early crows? I've got one, yes, I'm beautiful, ready. Beautiful, beautiful. Before we play the intro, I've just got to say for off the top, Flindell, you are a candidate for crow of the year. I know it's only show one of 2024, <laughs> but this simply outstanding last week, great man. Outstanding stuff. Oh, the uh, Dollar Magic running second again. Let's talk about it now. It's time for our early crows, Davo. (laughs) (laughs) On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The early crow. (laughs) Nick Kutnyak on the panel. Mate, can you have the applause ready if possible? Because seriously, Darren, this is... I mean, it was almost like he's a psychic last week. Uh, Darren, what was your early crow last week? That dollar magic with one run second yet again. I think that was five city uh, second placings in a row. <laughs> what a crow, Davo. It, it's got to be favourite, early favourite in the all-in market for crow of the year from Darren Brad. Yeah, the only thing that would have made it better if he put the margin on it as well, but it was absolutely spot on, wasn't it? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm not sure what price you would have got for that horse to run second, but it had to be good odds. Like, I know it's kept running second, but the fact that you, you're actually pinpointing where that horse is going to run, that's fantastic. Uh, seriously outstanding. And uh, Nick has rightly corrected me. That was last year still. So, Darren, I'm giving you the award. The 2023 <laughs> Early Crow of the Year goes to Darren Flindell, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm I'm tickled pink. I'm well, overcome with emotion. Can I, can I give the Can I give the award for worst crow of 2023? Oh, yes, do it, Dave. What have you got? Oh my God! It had to be the protest by about a thousand yards, didn't it? Hills was full of a protest. 
in a race that uh, I don't know where it was, but he said there's going to be a protest today in in some feature race. It was the uh, Everest. It was the Everest, wasn't it? Yeah. That was right. Give him a round of applause. The worst crow of the year goes to Andrew Hurley. Oh, he's got it. Nick's got it, actually. Okay, let's hear it again. The worst crow of the year from 2023. I'm suggesting that there will be a protest in the Everest. There it was. There it was, guys. The worst crow of the year, Darren. Our man Hells. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He said you won't be. You won't be laughing next week. We're still laughing next year. <laughs> still laughing next year. <laughs> Absolutely, Davo. How did you go last week? Well, I said the Fourier would drift. It didn't drift, but I said it wouldn't run a place, and it ran fourth or fifth. So I'll take that. I think it was about a dollar ninety to place. All right. Yep. Davo gets a tick. I'll give that to him. And mine was for uh, parkour to win. And uh, it, it lopped, so happy Bang. days. Bang. Jagged one, so. No pressure, Nicole. Three oh. out of three last week. <laughs> you guys are brilliant. I hope I can add something. Uh, look, this is about Springley. So it's race 10 at Randwick Springley, currently 310. It was the last leg of many multis for me on Boxing Day. It was huge, mm. and it's still a bit soon to talk about it. It got run down in the final stages. Look, the winner overraced badly early. So my prediction, Springley will not overrace today, will relax perfectly and beat Shaken. Ooh, I like this from Nicole. So not only will it win, but it's going to just execute beautifully, switch off. and mm-hmm. I like it, Nicole. Uh, so you. Nicole's early crow, Spring Lee, to win and to race beautifully. What if it wins and over-races, Nicole? Do you give you a, still give you a <laughs> you tick. You can't give it to me. You can't give me a half, no. <laughs> okay, like that. Uh, Darren Flindell, what is your early oh, crow this week? Spring Lee, despite pulling her head off yeah. the whole race, is still going to <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Darren. <laughs> Uh, Favourite to get rolled in the seventh, Cool Jakey. Oh, love it, Darren. Okay, Cool Jakey. Hit the pink column. <laughs> yeah, hang nice. On. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang uh, on. Protest, protest. If we can go back to the uh, WhatsApp group, he did say he did not run top three. So, come on. That not was when Danau Star was in the race because I thought oh. uh, there was no chance of Cool Jakey getting in top two positions in the run. Oh. Come on, come on, have a crack, Darren. Have a crack. Oh, yeah, Davo's into him. Here we go. <laughs> We're down to nine starters now. <laughs> Jakey oh. gets rolled. <laughs> I'm going to Geelong today, and I'm going to say Ray Magnerio is going to add another win to the to the uh, winning column. I think he's a really progressive sprinter, and they're backing the second favourite there. Uh, Rich Fortune, who's done absolutely zero all preparation, and they keep backing it. So, uh, Ray Magnerio to continue the winning ways. And, Nicole, you're welcome back any time because it took you one go to get the brief for the early crow. It took Pearl seven months. So, you're welcome back <laughs> Well said, Dave. Yeah, Nicole quickly taking, um, taking the early crows in her stride. Right, <clears throat> I'm going for a JLW. Race eight, number 18. Time to boogie. Send him, Tom. Straight to the top. Improve your position. A JLW in race eight for me. So those are our early crows for another week. Next week, we'll see how we went. And hopefully, we can keep our good form going after three out of three from next uh, from last week. So time now for our best bets for Ramwick. Darren, have you been able to isolate one that you're, you're pretty keen on? Yeah, Helsing, race seven. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I'm going to go Helsing, uh, the best bet. It comes here fairly highly rated off its Irish form there. Just love the trial. So race seven, number four. Brad Davidson, what's your best? Uh, I'll go time to boogie slightly ahead of Paul Jakey, but like I said, I'm, I'm not not uh, absolutely labelling them today. I just think it's a little danger day, but they'll be the two for me. Like it. Nicole, you got a standout for us? Yeah, Springley in the last, definitely. Uh, there is another one that I, I fancy, Randwick Race 5, number 5 running by. I know it's short now at $2, but I thought the win last start was excellent. So they're my two for um, today. Love it, Nicole. A um, couple more texts before we wrap up the show. Ryan, morning, lads. Uh, hey, what about Nicole, Ryan? Come on, mate. Uh, lift. Quality radio with Davo on fire after his COVID lockdown stint. He has come out a man possessed to make up for a lot time. What is all of your best today? Mine is time to boogie. Good on you, Ryan, for that one. You've heard our best bets uh, as well. A listener reminding me, Lukey, your bullet crow was pretty good last year. Yeah, it's got to be top three, hasn't it, Yeah, it's top three. Oh, yes. shocker. <laughs> yeah. it, it was Aaron to miss out. Well, he rode a double and... Nearly one on a 50s chance. And El Marlo, he had the tail between his legs uh, completely <laughs> after that one. Uh, last one here from Michelle. Uh, guys, I have race seven, number two, Felix Majestic. And race eight, number 16, so good, so cool. I think they've got chances today in Sydney. Good on you, Michelle, for that one. Last race we'll talk about, guys, is the Terramata race. Um, I spoke to Jared Austin this morning. And uh, she is, of course, race four, number one. Jared said that he um, he's just been so happy with this mare. She's had a perfect fortnight since that last win. Does she just win, Brad, Terramata? Well, she does on paper, doesn't she? I mean, she got pocketed for half the straight last time out and, and still, still won easily. So, again, I think it just depends on what they do from the gate. If they want to go back and ride her really cold, then I'm worried. But if they're just happy to sit out and... and just top the one turn, and I think she's too good. But um, really like the way um, African Daisy did trial for, for J-Mac. I thought it was probably the danger, but she, she's well exposed last preparation all the same. So, yeah, I, I thought she she would get away with it, but it's just a little icky from the gate. Um, that's the only little concern I had. I'm a big fan of this mare, <clears throat> Terramata. Yeah, I think she just wins again. Hopefully you can just roll up, or Nash can roll up here on this mare and just sit outside, rocketeer girl. But it's only a field of seven. I just think she's the the best horse in this field by a bit of a margin. You've worked out she's a mare, hey, Mr Lady Shenanigans? Mm, oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> didn't I? Uh, yeah. The, well, um, that that was bad of me with Terra Mata, considering I, I was a fan. I should have realised it was a her. But Lady Shenanigans, come on. <laughs> I, I, I only just clicked. He's had how many starts, Darren? 50-odd? And when you were talking about it during the week, I'm like... Geez, strike me pink. He, he's a gelding. Lady shenanigans. That's one of the greats. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Gate crashing our quaddy last week. Oh, I know. Too good. Uh, that's Terra Marta, Nicole. They've, they've backed it all week. Uh, Dave told the uh, Pundas panel audience yesterday that there's been bets of 10,000, 20,000 and multiple mm. bets of that size. Yeah, big bets indeed. Holding plenty of money on it. A dollar ninety into a dollar seventy-five. That's with the deduction taken out. So it's been a reasonable mover. But euros has moved in as well. Seven dollars into four sixty is the move for euros. So spec to maybe beat Terramata. They're the two. Um, the only other two under double figures. Rocketeer Girl five fifty. African Daisy five fifty as well. But Terramata, yeah, definitely well supported the favourite. 
Ryan's followed up on the text line after saying morning, lads, earlier. He follows up with my apologies. Morning to Nicole also. She has done a wonderful <laughs> job. Good on you, Ryan. And I was only staring thanks, at you, mate. Uh, thanks for that follow-up. Nicole, you have been outstanding. Uh, thanks for all of your help this morning, and thanks for being on Behind the Gates this week. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys, and good luck today with all your selections. There goes Nicole Thomas, Darren Flindell. Good calling today, mate. Yeah, cheers. Uh, good luck uh, to uh, to everybody today, and... Let's hope it's a little fill-up. Let's hope so, mate. Uh, Brad Davidson, enjoy your day on Sky Racing 1, mate. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great day. And nice of Darren just to send that text through saying that he will confirm that his early crow is uh, cool jaggy to miss top three. Well done, Darren. Good <laughs> yeah, nice day, mate. I'll need proof of that text message for next week. <laughs> yes, yeah, big Telstra uh, issue there by the sounds of it. Got a new phone, uh, new phone. As uh, Donald Trump would say, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fibber, that Davidson. See you next week, guys. Cheers.